of the soul. That's a good thing. To know that there is a place for our souls. When God decided that he'll make man after his image. He wasn't making man after his continent, but after the image of God, threefold. Spirit, soul, and flesh. And flesh go back to the dust that it came from. And I remember one day I took a shower and I thought I was clean up pretty good, Andre. And then I took my handkerchief wipe and still stain came on as much as I scrub. Doesn't matter how much you clean dirt. It's still dirt. <laughs> Polish it up, do whatever you want to do. It's still dirt. And then I thought of the spirit. That don't even belongs to me. Going back to the God who gave it. Then I look at my soul. Now that's mine. Throughout all eternity. That's the only thing that I have that I'm going to keep throughout all eternity. But it dangles there with no place to go. So Jesus came and gave me an opportunity to find a home for my soul. Thank God. My soul has a place. It can rest throughout all eternity. Thank you, Brother Dorn. I'm, I'm tired. My wife brought my, my granddaughter home by the house last night. and She stayed in the bed with us. And this is the first daughter in my family. My sister's got some nieces, but I got boys. My brother's got boys. And so, Andre, I was laying next to her and looking, making sure nothing touched her. <laughs> and she was just looking at Pop-Up. And I, I said, God, you know what you do. My wife said, I feel sorry for you. I said, well, don't feel sorry for me. I'm happy. She can just use me up, and, and I don't care. So, so y'all pray for me that she leaves something. Nathaniel said, well, Pop-Up, I'm the first one. I said, you always going to be the first one. Don't give my stuff 
away. You're going to be all right. But her name is Crystal, so. Yeah, that's a good name. I figured one person would agree with that in here, nobody else. And, uh, and I don't care what nobody else say, wrinkled babies. She's the most prettiest thing I've ever seen in my life. And ain't none of y'all going to change my mind about that. So I just sat up most of the night watching. Then she started crying, and I woke up. Her mom said, stop the baby from crying. Next day, I know it was 6 o'clock, Brother Don, and I had to get up. Thank y'all for indulging me in, in my story. I, I'm almost done with the lesson. Hey, they, 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 there's not much to talk about this morning. One of the things that we as Christians, as we go through our Christian lives, is to understand what God's plan was before the foundation of the world. And if we understand what God's plan was, and, and if we just allow God's plan to be revealed, our lives will be a lot better. See, the story has already been written. You can't edit the story. The story has been written. And if we allow God to help us to live, be a part of the story, Everything will be all right. Everything will be all right. The supper was happening. Jesus had told them that one of y'all was going to betray him. And they began to ask Jesus, is it I? But that didn't stick long because the next sentence was, who is the greatest? Jesus says, one of y'all going to betray me. And they spent a second and say, is it I? But then they went right back and said, who's the greatest? Then Jesus says to Peter, Luke chapter 22, verse 31. What did he say, Sister Stevens, are we ready? And the Lord says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desire to have you, that he might sift you as we, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not, and when thou art covered, grant thy brethren. 
Simon, listen to how Jesus says this. Simon, Simon, called him by his name. Satan desire to have you. Now that you is plural. Because Satan just didn't want Simon, but he wanted all of the apostles. Satan do not like for none of us to sit in here and praise God as his children. So he says, Simon, Simon, Satan desired to have you that he might sift you. Now that you is singular. As wheat. But I have prayed to the Father that thy faith fail not. Let me talk to you this morning from the subject, the faith battle. The faith battle. What we must understand is that Satan wants your faith. And as Satan gets your faith, he got you. Jesus says to Peter, Satan desired to have you that he might sift you like wheat. But I pray for you. If you hang on, if you don't allow your faith to fail you, you got a chance. Then he says, when thou hast overcome, strengthen the brethren. Even when your faith fail you, if you allow yourself to get up and take the things that happen in your life, strengthen somebody else. Every situation, every situation that we go through, God and Satan is there. Let me say that again. See every situation that we go through in our life, God and Satan shows up at the situation. You determine and I determine who's going to win that battle. Sometimes Satan wins some, and sometimes God wins some. Now, how do you know that, Brother Fraser? Look at what Jesus said. Simon, Simon, Satan desire. And, and that word in the Greek means that Satan is asking God for permission. Because Satan can't do anything without God giving Satan permission. So Jesus come and said, 
Simon, Satan has asked God for permission that he can test you. See, all the time, Brother Dawn, in here on Sunday morning, all of us can tell how holy we are. All of us got faith in here on Sunday morning. But what happened on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday? What happened to our faith when Satan and God shows up at the situation? Satan don't care about who we are or to whom we belong, if Satan can get our faith, if Satan can put doubts in our mind, if Satan can get us to think, well, maybe it's not that way. I, I was listening the other day going to work, and, uh, and they were talking about some... 3,000 years ago, there were many gods, but the one God prospect just came along about a little over 3,000 years ago. And so the guy asked whoever the talk show was, he said, well, how have we changed? He said, well, most of us believe that there is some type of God. Some being, something out there. But we don't want to commit to one because that one causes you to be more structured. So if you says there's many, you can do many things. But Jesus says, Simon. Satan wants your soul. And he asks God for permission. Same thing similar in Job chapter number one. You remember the Bible says in Job chapter one, there was a man in the land of Oz named Job, a perfect Man, a man that feared God, an upright man, and one that shunned evil. And then in Job chapter 1 and verse number 6, the Bible says, When the sons of God had gathered together before God, and Satan had showed up with them, and the Lord says unto Satan, Have thou considered my servant Job, the text start off that Job was one that feared God, upright. The Bible said perfect, upright. And then God says to Satan, where you been? I've been tossing to and fro in and out of the world. And so God said, have thou considered my servant Job. And Satan then replied, let me just summarize. Satan replied that 
Job is yours because of the things that you had given him. But if you allow me to touch him, I'll show you that Job ain't all that he say. He is. And, 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 and brothers and sisters, that sometimes shows or reveal us. When things are going well in our lives, we all love God. But the minute something goes wrong in our lives, that's when God and Satan shows up and sometimes we desire to leave God. All of a sudden the church don't love me no more. Members look at me. I don't care how happy or how good you think things is. Not everybody going to love you. Somebody going to always look at you a certain way when you got something and when you don't have nothing. But see, you see it different when you're going through a crisis. Because in Wednesday night class, we were reading one of the, um, the questions. And the question says that all spiritual blessings are in Christ. And one of the sisters Say, well, you mean to tell me that my car is not a blessing? It is, but it not necessarily come from God. The Bible says all spiritual blessings are in Christ Jesus. When God dealt with man under the old covenant, he gave them physical blessings. Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all. But in our, in this last dispensation, God more concerned about our spiritual lives than he is but our physical lives. Because Satan gives physical blessings just like God. You think Satan don't give blessings? Man, if Satan didn't give you blessings, you would never do nothing. You would, you would be upright every day. But see, sometimes Satan throws some blessings out there to confuse you as to who's giving the blessings. So I don't know where I got the car from. But I know that all of my spiritual blessings are in Christ and in heaven places. Because that house I live in out there in Harford County, they're going to tear it down. That car I'm driving, it's on its way to the junk. As good as I look in this shirt and tie, they're going to the junkyard. These are not the blessings that God intended for us to have, but my soul, that home for my soul, God has that, and God has it according to the Bible in heavenly places. So then Job, God says, to have thou considered my servant Job. Then God went on to say, there is none like him in all of the earth. If there's anyone can make that statement, it's God. God wasn't suggesting. God says, there is none like him in all 
of the world. Bible says that Job had seven sons and three daughters and hundreds and hundreds of servants and all of these things. And then Job, and see now, watch, watch Satan. In Genesis chapter number one, Genesis chapter three and verse one, the Bible says, now the serpent was more crafty than any beast that the Lord had made. See, when, when, when we look at that, we think that the serpent is Satan. And Satan is the serpent. Far from the truth. Far from the truth. The serpent is not Satan. And neither is the Satan the serpent. But what Satan does, he uses our character to get his work done. The Bible already says that this, snake, this serpent was more craftier. See, Satan don't put nothing else in you. He just used what you got. Oh. Oh, Brother Frazier, what you saying? Satan just take my weakness. Satan know I like talking about people. He don't go, go to Sister Stevens who don't like talking about people. He said, well, Brother Larry, he like talking about people. I need him to start, start a new rumor. So he... Jump in my car, ride with me to the building, and by the time we get to Churchville, he said, you know what's going on around there? Boy, don't let nobody, you need to tell somebody. Then before I get to the building, I don't text everybody. You think Satan looking, no, Satan do not put anything in us. He used what we have to defeat God. That serpent, the, the Bible said, that serpent was more crafty. Another translation says he was slicker. <laughs> then in the end, why would the serpent, why would, would Satan go and look at an owl? The owl just sit there. That serpent, yes, he's slick. He crafty. So what Satan does, he goes to the crafty one, send him to Eve, and say, what did God say? And once Satan know what God said, and know our weakness, Satan used that for his advantage. God had said, we can eat all the trees in the garden. But of the tree in the midst of the garden, God said we should not eat it. Then they add, nor touch it, unless you die. One of the truest statements that God ever said. The day you eat of it, you're going to die. Watch Satan. For God knows 
that the day you eat of that tree, you're going to be as wise as God. In our lives, brothers and sisters, if we do not allow greed to control our life, we'll be a lot better off. We'll be a lot better off. See, what's the, what? Satan doesn't even change God's statement. He just adds to it. You will not surely die. That's enough to bring doubt into our mind. That's enough to change our faith process. The rest is history. Who was right? Going back to the dust that we came. Then God said, then Satan said to God about Job, Job only do these things because what you do for Job. But if you allow me, I will show you that Job will curse you to your face. See, when we are in trouble, we think we're fighting against flesh and blood. But we are not fighting flesh and blood. We're fighting against principalities and powers in heavenly places. When Satan shows up, how in the world flesh can fight God? Satan is a God. And when Satan shows up, you need a God for your defense. You know. And what Satan does to us, he goes after our faith. And when Satan gets our faith, see, Simon, Satan wants to sift you. That's a term that farm agriculture, the wheat. When they harvest the wheat, they put it in, they lay it out on something like a bed that shakes. And what it does, it shifts the wheat out of the bark and separates it. See, when Satan comes to sift, sift means to separate. You can't do nothing with a lump of flour. That is no good to nobody. But if you can sift it, if you can separate it, then you can do something with it. See, what Satan wants to do with us, he wants to separate us. You remember when you first came to the Lord and you was at every Wednesday class? Just think about it. You were at every Wednesday class. If there was class on Tuesday, you came. Sunday morning Bible class, and you wrote. You came to church with an ink pen and pad. You go back and look at them. They're down in your basement someplace. Boxes of stuff that you wrote when you first came to the Lord. 
And then all of a sudden, we got educated. We stopped writing. And then we don't really need Wednesday class anymore. We just went over the same thing that we went over three years ago. I'm not going. Then I missed one Wednesday because I had something to do. Then the boss asked me, do I want some overtime? It's getting close to the holidays, so I think I'll take the overtime. My car's acting up, so I might get overtime and buy me a new car. And what happened with the new car? Soon as you take it off of the lot, it decreases in value. Drop, buy a new car from Jones Junction. Just go across the street and bring it back and tell the guy, I don't want it no more. And the $21,000 that you just paid before you went across the street, he said, well, I'll give you $17.50. Value's gone. Because, see, we have placed value on the wrong thing. All Satan wants us to do is to mess with our faith. He desire to have you, that he can separate you from God, that he can separate you from God's people. Just think about what I'm saying. All of us, see, see every one of us in here struggle with something. The person say, I don't struggle with something, let me help you out, you lying. That's your problem. So all of us are struggling with something, and all of us are going to fall. But the idea is don't stay there when you fall. Call somebody. We'll call, we'll call people and borrow money and do any kind of thing. But when our faith is struggling, we don't call nobody when we're going through something. We don't want nobody to know that we're struggling with something. Why? Because I'm a Christian. I should not struggle with. Are you kidding me? Every. The Bible says, and when Jesus was baptized, he went up into the mountain to be tempted of Satan. And if God could be tempted of Satan, what in the world exempt us from being tempted? How come we think we don't have any issues? But what Satan do? Satan goes after our faith. And when we allow Satan to, to take over our faith, Class become too long. Services definitely too long. The folks I used to talk to in the church, I don't talk to them no more because I don't want them church folks in my business. See, so you got faith problem now. Then your church jump. You go to this one, you go to that one, this one, this one, that one. But see. 
first thing he does, he make us think that the different congregations are different. There's one body. There is one body. You don't think so? Chop off your left little finger and see if your brain don't say something. To tell your mouth to say, ouch. And then for the next six months, you were saying, why did I do that? See, because if, if Satan can grab our faith, if Satan can make us doubt the very thing that we once believed, if Satan can get us to think that God is not as important in my life today that he was years ago, Satan got us. Why do I need to come every Sunday? That's a good question. I often ask myself that. Why do I have to come every Sunday? See, it wasn't left up to me to make those decisions. The same God that told me that 40 years ago when I came into church is the same God that telling me this today. Not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the matter of some is. And it's nothing, it's nothing better for Satan than to get a faithful Christian. By the time we got to this, this verse, Satan had already tempted Jesus. He knew he couldn't get Jesus, so let me say, I'll get the family. See, sometimes you think it's you that Satan goes. No. Satan goes after your family. And if he gets your family, then he's going to get you. Satan don't always come directly at us. He comes at our children, at our spouse. He, com he comes at the, the weakest part of the link. And then he says, if I can get the weakest part of the link, in a while I'll get the whole link. But watch Jesus. But I have prayed for you. The affection, fervent prayer of a righteous availeth much. See, sometimes there's things going on in my life that I can't get a prayer through. But if I ask you all, hey, some, somebody in here can get a prayer through on my behalf. Because I'm going through some stuff now that, that I cannot, I can't even think about prayer because of the situation that I'm in. And, and, and the situation that I'm in, both God and Satan was there, and I grabbed Satan. I'm the only one in here that have grabbed Satan in a situation. Jesus says, but I've prayed that your faith fail not. That your faith fail not. Now, don't look into that and say that you will not fall. 
He didn't say that. He said, I'm praying that your faith fail not. In other words, I don't want you to fall away and thinking that there is no help. When you fall, get up. The psalmist said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Now, what's the most important word in that? Walk. Still moving. He didn't say, yeah, do I stop? I stay in the valley. The valleys are going to come. Get through it. Get through it. In Hebrews chapter number 11, the Bible says, but faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is. Jesus says, if your faith don't fail you, Brother, Brother Boone, if you ask him how many more days before the wedding, he knows. Sister Sapphire, I got to think about it. But Brother Boone knows. I said, Brother Boone, last week, how many more days? He told me. How many more days starting from the day, Brother Boone? 27. 27! Ask me how long I've been married. I got to go look at the license. I just want you 10 years from now, Brother Boone, to count them days. Because, see, he, he finds something that his faith has got him to that can deliver and give him the things that he desires. He thinks it's a sapphire going somewhere. 27 more days, she'd be right there. I want her to be there 27 more years. And 27 more years after that. But if Satan, if they allow Satan to come in and put doubts in their mind, that's when Satan separates the family. Next week, be 20 from the day. And then in two weeks, it'd be 13. And then in three weeks, it'd be six. Then it's a wake up. What you doing today? Getting married. Sister Sapphire saying, I'll be happy when this day is over. Because I got a husband, but it's a sapphire with the husband come the in-laws. You can't leave them out. I tried. I left them in New York. They came with me. You get everything that comes with Brother Boone. 
Brother Boone, you get everything that come with Sister Sapphire. If Brother Goodman don't shake your hand and hug you like he used to, don't worry about it. Just don't allow your faith. Just don't allow your faith to fail you. Because if you allow your faith to fail you, you have thrown away everything. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to do what Jesus says. We're going to pray for you. That your faith fail not. And when you overcome, see, it's nothing like telling somebody, convincing someone on something that you have been through, and God has carried you through those things. I'm talking from experience. Saturday evening, we just sitting there playing with my son. And midnight, five hours later, I watch him on a gurney at Good Samaritan, fighting for his life. Five hours later, seven o'clock, everything was fine. And five hours later, you watch your child fighting for life. But there's nothing in the world when you see your loved one takes the last breath. Where is your faith? Jesus says, I pray that your faith fails. And see, when your loved one is dying and you can't do nothing about it, sometimes your faith will fail you. When they tell you that we're closing down your job and you lose your job and you seven months away from retirement, your faith will fail you. When you get up in the morning and they're kicking you out of your house, your faith will fail you. And I tell you, in all of those situations, both Satan and God is at the situation. What, who do you choose? Who do you choose? Because see, we go away from God because we said, God, if you love me, you wouldn't allow these things to happen to me. That's why, not why God loves you. Because he don't want nothing to happen to you. God loves you in spite of you. God loves me in spite of me. What about those other things that I've done and God still loves me? Jesus just said, I hope your faith don't fail you. And when you overcome, strengthen 
the brethren. All three of those situations I just gave you, they all happened to me. They all happened to me sometime in my life. Every time I thought I was going somewhere, something came up. But at every time, and no matter what the situation I was in, God got me through it. So when I stand up here and tell you on Sunday morning that if you would put your faith in God, it doesn't matter how dim the situation may look, God got control. God got control. My son wasn't the first child that ever died. My job wasn't the first one that ever closed down. And I wasn't the only one that ever got kicked out of a house. All of these things happen every day of our lives. But brothers and sisters, if our faith don't fail us, you'll get more children. Even if it's not yours, you get children. You can always find another job. And God will put you in a better house. Just don't let your faith fail you, that you'll desire to walk away from the faith healer himself. Maybe you're here this morning. You're not a member of the Lord's church. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Believe with all your heart that Christ died for you, that he was buried and rose again the third day according to the scripture. Repent of your sins and confess your faith in Christ and we'll baptize you in water for the remission of your sin. And if you are a member of the Lord's church, it doesn't matter what you're going through this morning. Just don't give up on God. Because if you don't give up on God, God will never give up on you. Sure, we're going to get knocked down. Don't stay down. And don't be afraid to ask someone, hey, can you give me a hand up? I'm trying to get back up. You desire that? Come now, as we together stand and sing the song that has been selected. Jesus.